0: All right, so a lot of money has been getting passed around, Spencer. Uh, so let's let's get right into this. Uh, welcome to the first ever NBA specific uh, podcast here on Top Chatter Sports. Um, I know I know we've done YouTube videos in the past NBA specific, but this is the first time ever on this podcast on Spotify we have one. So I'm kind of honored to be a part of it.
1: I'm honestly just happy and surprised that Dick got us on Spotify finally.
0: after literally uh literally years of trying (laughs) we finally are on spotify oh man you can't make this stuff up folks yeah this is
1: the perfect time though the the free agency uh window and and trade window and draft it's all kicking off obviously things are hectic because of covid and it's a short turnaround to the season um mm-hmm. so a lot to talk about we're gonna be flying through this we should preface yeah. that we are starting this recording on november 20th at like just after nine so
0: nine eastern time yeah Yes. Yeah,
1: so we're gonna try to yeah, keep up yeah. with anything that comes through as we're as we're going um But yeah, by the time you guys are listening to this, who knows what the hell could have happened? Like James Harden could have been traded, uh, you know, (laughs) craziness.
0: I mean, dead ass Woj has already tweeted three times since we've started this recording.
1: Woj, can you please stop?
0: It's going to be crazy. But uh, yeah, so as you mentioned, we're going to be flying through this. So let's just get right into it. Um, Do you want to just kind of alternate talking about things? Yeah,
1: sure. We can just like go back and forth and just give like a quick love, hate, whatever
0: right um so first off we we'll, are gonna start and things happened even before this but we decided the chris paul trade would be a good starting point so here we go uh chris paul obviously gets traded to the phoenix suns along with abdul nader uh in exchange for kelly ubre ricky rubio ty jerome um I, who i believe ty jerome virginia product I believe, so. I, jerome? That's right. I believe so so shout out to uh victor's uh team that lost to a 16 seed um <laughs> Jalen Lek Lick, I don't know how to pronounce that. And a first, all to the Thunder. Um, I was, I personally was a little surprised that the Thunder moved on from Paul, but I guess they want to continue rebuilding in a way. And last year, it's kind of a fluke that they made the playoffs, uh, I guess. So I like it for the Suns. Uh, Devin Booker can learn from Chris Paul, and the Thunder keeps stocking up on those first-round picks. Gotta love that.
1: Yeah, I love it for Devin Booker. I don't know if I love it necessarily for the Suns, and I definitely love it for OKC. Uh, We've talked about it, but they're doing the whole process thing, it looks like, but they're doing it better than the Sixers, in my opinion. They're doing it on the fly. They just made the playoffs (laughs) this year, like you pointed out, and, um, you know, they still don't look terrible, right? Um, Right. So, yeah. Um, Okay, after that, it was the... Houston Rockets uh, and the Portland Trailblazers. The Rockets sent uh, Robert Covington to Portland for Trevor Reza and two first round picks, 2020 and the 2021 first round picks. Um, what? Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Robert Covington yeah, uh... worth two first round picks. That seemed insane to me. I couldn't believe it.
0: Right, I the the weird thing is for me Covington. Yes, he's probably better than Trevor Ariza, but they're pretty comparable players in my opinion. So to also give up two firsts, yeah, that's that was bizarre.
1: Honestly, like if if this was like a team that had like what the Sixers had in in draft capital with like four second round picks or whatever we had, like you know Trevor Ariza and two seconds in the upcoming draft would have made more sense to me. Right. Trevor and a first would have been like a stretch. Trevor and two firsts. Like, is the 2021 pick uh, unprotected? I'm assuming it doesn't – I don't see anything that says otherwise. So, like, that seems – that seems really yuck to me.
0: Yeah. Um, Also, um, I guess good for the Rockets if they have to kind of start a rebuild here, depending on what happens with Westbrook and Harden. Mm -hmm. Uh, They get two two firsts to kind of build on that. Um, Another big trade that just – Really confused the hell out of me. Uh, the Pelicans and the Bucks struck a deal. So the Pelicans received Eric Bledsoe, George Hill, and three first round picks, including pick swaps. I believe those pick swaps were for second rounders, but don't quote me on that. All for Drew Holiday. And that's all they got. You may be asking, Drew Holiday and what? No, that's it. Just Drew Holiday. And listen, I love Drew Holiday. I'm sure you do as well as Sixers fans. Mm-hmm. He he was great. We love him. He is not worth three first and two very quality rotation guys. I don't know what Milwaukee's doing, but I don't like it.
1: So, here's the thing that I'll point out is if you're Milwaukee, are you willing to give up all that if you if it means you know you can bring back Giannis? Because that's what that type of move says to me. Like you're sacrificing your future, praying that that means Giannis is going to come back. And if he does, and you have Holiday, and um, you know you're you're able to build a relatively strong team, then these picks probably are going to be late first round picks in the end and won't really come back to bite you. Hopefully, too much. But yeah, it, it's a it's definitely way too much to give up for Drew Holiday. Great player, obviously, but
0: too deep. right and um. You mentioned Giannis. His uh, deadline to sign an extension is the 21st of December. Um, and, yeah, the Bucks weren't done trading rotation pieces, though. I'll let you take the next one. Yeah, so
1: they then uh, traded with the Kings, right? That's the next one? Yes. All right. Uh, so trading for Bo- – uh, God, is it Bo- Bogdan Bogdanovich?
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Bogdan, Bogdan, I love <laughs> it.
1: And uh, they sent back uh, Dante DiVincencio?
0: De... Devin... DiVincencio?
1: DiVincencio?
0: Villanova guy, yeah.
1: And uh, Ilyasova and DJ Wilson. Um, and I guess, God, this is written terribly. And then the Kings also got, or, <laughs> wait, and then, no, sorry, and then Milwaukee also got Justin James. Uh, did this trade ever get finalized? Because I was seeing something about Bogdanovich not signing his deal or something like that.
0: That is a tremendous question. I think we'll find
1: out in a bit. But, you know, I think they were operating under the beliefs that this was, in fact, going to
0: happen. So, um, yeah. Hold on, hold on. Uh, It did not... This trade did not... Happen because go. Bogdanovich did ref, did not come to terms uh, on a sign and trade with the Bucks, and it was contingent on him agreeing to a deal with Milwaukee. There you go. Um, it should also be noted uh, because I don't think it's going to come up, but Elia Silva is now a free agent as he, um, I believe, declined his, or the team declined his option. I think the Bucks being that team. Anyways, uh, Andre Drummond uh, exercised his player option because why wouldn't he? It's for like $29 million. That happened. Um, yeah, I'll just run through a couple other quick notes. Rodney Hood also declined his player option. He became a free agent, Gordon Hayward. And the Celtics ultimately did not uh, agree to exercise any option as well. So Gordon Hayward's a free agent. Um And then we had more trades leading up to the draft. Yes.
1: Yes. The Knicks traded uh, the 27th and 38th overall picks for the 23rd. Um, And at the time people figured that this meant uh, that with the 8th and the 23rd, that the Knicks were going to be trying to use both of those to move maybe up into, I don't know, like top three, at least top five territory. Uh, Ultimately Mm -hmm. we know that they did not do that, but, um, but yeah, that, that, that seemed likely, um, with that move leading up to it. Um, the bucks, uh, then traded for the number 45 overall pick by trading two future second rounders. And, uh, then I, I just got to say this one, because it just really, it really gets me going, <laughs> Brett. Um, the Philadelphia 76ers trade Al Horford. Oh, to the Oklahoma city Thunder. <laughs> For Danny Green and Terrence Ferguson, uh, the Sixers also uh, traded, which is absolutely insane. Um, and the 2025, their 2025 first round pick, um, and then the number 34 pick, that was it. That's all we had to give up. Um, they also gave up the rights to uh, Mitchich or however you pronounce his name, um, Serbian point guard who honestly people say is like pretty good, but, you know, he's not over here yet. So, um, you know, I'll put right. it out of my mind that we ever had his rights. The, the fact that again, as far as draft capital, that's all we had to give up in terms of offloading up- Al Horford. That's, that's a great move.
0: Yeah. And you know, Oklahoma city, again, stockpiling those first round picks and Missich uh, M- 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 is never coming over anyways. So. Doesn't matter. Just like Dario did. Just
1: like Dario. <laughs> Dario will never come over.
0: Oh man. Um. What. What. What happened next? Uh. The, I guess the next big thing was the Thunder trading Rubio to the Timberwolves, who they had just acquired, if you remember, in that Chris Paul trade. Uh, they traded him to the Wolves. They got a seventeenth or the seventeenth overall pick. Um and they did a bunch of other stuff with draft picks. I can't follow all of this, uh, but that, that was a trade that happened on draft day.
1: Yeah. Uh, a lot of these with, like, picks moving around get super, super confusing. Um,
0: yeah. Because of how
1: then, like, some of these deals don't go through until the pick actually happens and, like, all that stuff. So it's very, very, like, confusing. Um, so,
0: honestly, like, if you're a casual fan, I apologize, but if you are a fan of one of these teams, you probably know who you ended up with in the end anyways. So yes.
1: you don't need to get it. Um, the big, probably, I would say the biggest one on, on draft night, like while the draft was happening, um, unless there was another one that I I'm not thinking of uh, the Clippers send Landry Shamit to the Nets and, um, and uh, this trade also includes the Pistons. The, pits, the Pistons get the number 19 pick, which they then use to get Sadiq Bey. Um And the Pistons also got Rodney Magruder. And then Luke Kennard goes to the Clippers. So Clippers lose Shamit, get Kennard. That's kind of like a marginal difference, in my opinion, if Kennard... Mm. Like, that's selling high on Kennard. I like that for the Pistons. Um, and then what? Brooklyn originally had that number nineteen pick, right? Yes, yeah. yeah. So, um, what do they get out of this? They get Landry. I don't really love that for the Nets, but um, I mean, I love Landry. I think he's he's great. Um, and and I don't really love this for the Clippers either. Um, because again, they're really they're kind of selling low on on Shanna, in my opinion, to get Kennard back. So kind of a weird trade. Pistons end up, I think, the best off with it.
0: Yeah, the Pistons are a team we're going to be talking about a lot here as they've been super busy in free agency, but we'll get to that. Um, do you want to pause here and s- jump over to the draft? Because pretty much all the a good chunk of the rest of these trades are just pick swaps, which we can get into with the draft. Great I guess point. there was one other notable player swap on draft night. Um which was the Mavs and the Sixers making a deal Mm -hmm. with uh, Seth Curry going to Philadelphia for Josh Richardson, and the number 36 pick, which the Sixers took Tyler Bay with, although I'm pretty sure he is also part of another pick swap somewhere, but don't quote me on that. But um, yeah, Seth Curry for Jaywich, I think this is a win-win for both teams. Mm -hmm. Uh, They kind of get what they need obviously a shooter for Philly. We know we need those. And Jay Rich, great defender and just uh, an all-around very solid player that'll fit right into the Mavs rotation there. I think it works for both.
1: Yeah, this is another instance where the Mavericks sold high on Curry and the Sixers kind of had to sell low on Richardson, unfortunately. I mean, he didn't have a stellar first season in Philly, um, Mm -hmm. but I think we all understand the type of player that he can be. Um, and so as long as he can live up to that in Dallas, they got a great player out of
0: it for sure. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah. So then let's jump, let's jump to the draft there that ends November 18th, which was draft night. Mm -hmm. Um, and we can kind of skip over, I think November 19th as well. There's just a bunch of different players either exercising or not exercising their options. Um, but we'll get into that with free agency anyways. So, but for now, yeah, let's let's jump to the draft. Um, so why don't you run through just the top five picks? Sure. sure. And then we can just talk about uh, anything that kind of stood out to us, any steals later in the draft or any reaches we thought.
1: Yeah. Uh, so uh, going number one overall to the Timberwolves was Anthony Edwards. Um, this wasn't too surprising. Uh, I think it was basically between him and Ball. Minnesota Uh, number Mm. two Golden State selected James Wiseman Uh, also this was like a no-brainer we knew this was going to happen so the Hornets at three get LaMelo Ball four Chicago takes Patrick Williams and then five Cleveland takes um, Isaac Okoro Um, yeah this is this is another draft kind of similar to um, you know last year i would say where you know at the very very top top three guys i'd say are you know i mean even wiseman's kind of a stretch for me um like i'm kind of unsure as to how good he's going to be other than the fact that like one he gets to play in golden state um but like you know the two guys who i think coming out of this draft definitely are like you know bona fide players are edwards and lamella ball and then the rest of the draft is not like it's bad but like it's bad from the sense that like you're a lottery pick and like that's kind of what you ended up with and it's especially bad if you know you're drafting out of necessity um you know like killian hayes i think is going to end up being uh really good and i think detroit got a good uh point guard there good guard um Mm -hmm. you know just kind of like there's kind of like instances like that throughout the draft where you know like you could go out on a limb and take just take the best player available but you know the the skill difference in my opinion didn't seem to be like all that great um and and it kind of seemed like an even playing field and maybe that's a little bit because there wasn't really um a season to go off of um you know with how everything has just been so crazy um right so that could be part of the reasoning or like I guess it's been so long since these guys were playing maybe um but yeah that that was that was kind of my takeaway from it um and then definitely like a lot of good value again similar to last year like late in the draft even into the second round just some really good uh basketball guys you know just you know in the second round this surprised me um real quick just to just to throw one out there Trey Jones going 41st overall like was kind of insane to me because he's just such a like through and through player. S- yeah. Super, just super solid all around player. Um, and of course he goes to the Spurs, which you were saying you wanted the Sixers to get him. And I would have loved that, but I love the Spurs taking him. Like they get a guy who just w- like, what do the Spurs uh, scream? They just scream fundamentals and they get a guy like that. It's just, it's just a match made in heaven in my opinion. But like what, what was your take overall from this draft draft class?
0: Yeah, I, I agree with the Trey Jones thing. I was also surprised he fell. I mean, it's the, it's a classic Spurs player though. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, kind of going off of what you said, I, I think this draft, since again, there was no clear cut, like star of this draft. Right. Um, so the, the talent gap, was not very large and so I think we did see a lot of teams actually kind of just drafting for need Mm -hmm. this year which is not something you normally see and that's why some of these guys fell more than others and 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 vice versa but um I thought the Patrick Williams pick at four for the Bulls was pretty interesting because um he was not projected to go this high at all um but they really like what they see in him and um you know I, I think this could be a very, very good pick for them. I think he's six first off he's six eight and he's 20 years old, which is just insane. Um, he makes his he, he makes his shots. Uh, he's a shot creator, he's a good three and D combo forward. Um, and I, I think on that Bulls team pairing him uh, getting it you know they're still young, they're still rebuilding but getting a guy like Zach Levine uh, I think he's the perfect complement. And I'm really intrigued with him. Um, Sadiq Bay ended up on Brooklyn, which I really like. He'll likely just back up Kevin Durant in in their rotation, um, and that's going to be a really good a really good situation for him there. Um, obviously, I know a lot about Sadiq Bay, having being a Nova fan and watching their games. So uh, Brooklyn definitely got a good player there.
1: Didn't he end up going? Wait, wasn't he a part of the Pistons?
0: He was, but I'm thinking. I think he ended up with Brooklyn when all was said and done. In the um, end, anyway, weird. In the end, right? I think. Don't quote me to that because. No, you're right. He isn't. De- uh, <laughs> he is in Detroit. He is in Detroit. Um, but still, I think he's Detroit got a really good player, um, and we'll see. He he might have the chance to start in Detroit. Probably not. But um, he'll definitely get a good amount of minutes there. And then the last guy I wanted to note uh, was Desmond Bain, who was probably the best pure shooter in this draft out of TCU. He ended up uh, going to Memphis as they traded up with the Celtics to get that pick. And I'm just really um, looking forward to actually seeing John Morant and Desmond Bain kind of play together. Because John Morant, with the way he creates and draws defenders to him, going to free up a lot of good looks for desmond bain and you best believe he's going to knock those shots down so mm-hmm. um expect to, i think memphis is looking good to make the playoffs this coming season um led by their young guards oh yeah but that's um i think that's all i had for my notes on the draft
1: yeah i real quick just kind of wanted to touch upon the top the anthony edwards pick i loved um you know, there was a lot of talks between, is it going to be ball? Is it going to be Edwards? And just ball would not have made sense with, you know, D'Angelo Russell um, in that crowd. I think Edwards is a much better fit, um, you know, like without a doubt, Um, you know, golden state props to them, not, you know, trying, you know, not falling victim and just taking the best big man possible um, in Wiseman. Mm -hmm. Um, And then just to touch on, The next pick, LaMelo Ball, I absolutely hate this pick for the Hornets because they have Devontae Graham and they have Terry Rozier already. And, you know, not that, like – I mean, I think Ball is going to be better than Rozier at least. Um, You know, obviously we're going to see in the end. We don't know what's going to happen. But that gives them three guards. Um, You have to wonder, like, how playing time is going to play out. So uh, I would expect the Hornets to try and move one of those guys because I don't see how – Ball isn't going to be their starter. Um, I think there are a couple other. Uh, I liked the. I liked Cole Anthony at fifteen. I think he actually ended up going a little bit higher than he was supposed to. Um, but I think um, you know for the Magic, uh, this just it, it was a good pick. Uh, I don't really know. Uh, you know, too many other. Guards that I would have said without a doubt I would have wanted over um Cole Anthony at that at that spot in the draft. Um he takes a he takes a lot of stupid shots. I remember from watching him at UNC. He he gets nervous and just chucks up. But I think that was a bit of the fact that he had to be the man at UNC. Um he he shouldn't really have to do that in uh in uh Orlando, but we'll obviously we'll see. Um, and then yeah, the the Trey Jones and uh, there was one the uh, there was another pick by the Spurs. I'm trying to find his name. Um, then they get some guy, some guy from France, and it was just like all too perfect of a Spurs move.
0: Uh, the Spurs, maybe not unless, unless they. Unless they... I... Sorry, go ahead.
1: No, I was gonna say unless they traded. For somebody, but I'm
0: not seeing it now. Well, while you look, um, Obi Toppin uh, from Dayton going to the Knicks at eight. I I kind of like that for the Knicks. It's mm-hmm. it's um it's kind of funny they took another like power forward um in the draft, but uh, he was without a doubt the most explosive player in, in college basketball last year and really down to earth guy. Um, you know, I was impressed with his interview. Uh, you can tell how much it means to him. And I think he'll, I think he'll play well um, in New York. I don't really think he fills a need of theirs. But, um, you know, it, this felt like a best available kind of situation. And um, the ESPN um, on the draft compared him to Amari Stoudemire. And I think that's the perfect comparison because uh, he just has that same level of athleticism and, like, just strength. That Amari had um, and he could do a lot of things so I think he'll be a great player for them uh, in the future. Maybe not so much this coming year, but in the future he'll he'll definitely be a piece they can build around.
1: Definitely I that was another thing that I was going to say. Um, I felt like a lot of the draft comps that these players were getting were for like the first time in what felt like forever like realistic comps um mm-hmm. we didn't see any like oh his best that he compares best to lebron he compares best to <laughs> you know a top five player in the oh his game is like paul george you know i've seen a lot He's of a mike yeah.
0: bibby yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: i've seen a lot <laughs> of like oh like you know he compares well to i don't know now i'm blanking like just like like middle tier guys like guys who are just good basketball players right like it wasn't just Mm -hmm. all these all-stars that, that consistently, you know, get you overhyped for guys. And then they end up being a bust a lot sooner than they should be just because you had your expectations way too high. Um, It felt a lot more realistic for once. And yeah. um, I I think a lot of, a lot of teams were kind of just sure with their picks for the most part to just take, instead of going the mentality of just take the best player available, take, um, you know, the necessity whatever the need was which was kind of refreshing to see as well
0: um so real quick before we get off of the draft here what is your way too early rookie of the year prediction
1: uh i'll just give it to anthony edwards um i think he's going to mesh well with minnesota and and he's going to fit in there um mm-hmm. And it's just kind of the easy pick because he's the top pick and probably the best player in the draft.
0: I like that. Um, To be different, I'll go with somebody else here. I'm trying to think of a guy that will probably get a lot of playing time and is just in a good situation for him with a good team around him as well. Mm -hmm. You know, that doesn't have to like carry the load. And I I look at James Wiseman actually, who maybe you know, this isn't too original as he went number two, but um Steph will be back. Obviously Clay Thompson is out for the year again, which is just devastating. But um I think James Wiseman uh, he has still has good players around him and um he's an impressive big man and maybe maybe he'll start off with a really good season.
1: Yeah, that's not that's not a bad that's not a bad pick. He's gonna have, like you said, good enough team around him that it's definitely going to probably help inflate his numbers and help mm-hmm. his overall level of play. Um, I will tell you who I'm dead set on and he's going to be up there. LaMelo is going to be like, you know, for betting, he'll probably have high odds obviously, because he was the third overall pick. And right. I, I do not like him to win. I don't think he's going to come out and have um, this incredible year. I think he's going to have, some struggles. I do think he's going to overall be a good basketball player. Um, but yeah, I, I just don't think he's going to put on this incredible year. Like I think some people are necessarily expecting.
0: Yeah, it should be noted. LaMelo, he's a six, seven point guard, which I guess is becoming the norm in the game, but he won't turn 19 until after the season has already started. Mm-hmm. So he's still just 18 years old. So yeah, I agree. I think, I think it's gonna be a rude awakening for him. Um, in this first season, uh, I don't see him doing very well. But again, he's 18. I give him a give him a few years, yeah. and we'll see what happens. It's but,
1: also worth noting that he did play over. Um, he played in Australia, mm-hmm. and you know, you have to kind of take sometimes take stats with like a bit of a grain of salt because you have to take a look at like what else was around him, and obviously he kind of would have the mindset of I'm just going to take every shot possible. And, you know, so uh, you know, he, he had like terrible three point percentage and like all this other stuff, but if he's actually a bit more reserved and like a bit more, um, you know, I don't know the right word. Stable, I guess. Um, I think he, he'll 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 come into his own, but it, it just may take a, a little bit.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, well, that's it for me for the draft. Real, quick,
1: which I team do you had think had draft. the best draft?
0: Ooh, <laughs> um, God, I. I would say anytime time that, uh, honestly, I like what the Grizzlies did, but I would probably go with Detroit because, hear me out. Hold on. Let me pull up all their picks. I really like Killian Hayes, um, and then they also get, ended up with Sadiq Bay. I think that's it. For them mm-hmm. it, unless I'm missing something
1: I think uh it's all I'm seeing I as think well that's... what I'm sorry that's all I'm seeing as well yeah
0: yeah but I mean but Killian Hayes is a guy you, you brought him up as well I think he's going to immediately be able to jump right in and produce he played over in France uh did did well there he's a great pick and roll guy which the uh Pistons do like doing with Blake Griffin um and, yeah, and then getting Sadiq Bey, I already, I, I won't continue to toot his horn and be a homer, but um, I really like what they did there.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think they had a good draft for sure. Uh, they'd probably be – they'd probably be my pick as well. Um, the Mavs did fairly well, especially given the fact that they get Jay Rich on, on draft night. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I mean, even – even the Knicks, I felt like, you know, getting getting Obi up top and
0: and Leandro.
1: Yeah, you know, it's 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 the Knicks though, so they'll probably fuck it up somehow.
0: No, nah, the Knicks did a good for once. I agree. I think the Knicks did a good. Heads up, Knicks fans. Heads <laughs> up. All right. Um, so let's just jump back to free agency. Then um, I'm going to pick it up. Uh, let's see. Let's pick it up kind of where we left off with that Desmond Bain trade, because that turned into a three team trade. Um, so Bain still goes to the Grizzlies, but the Blazers got involved and the trailblazers got Ennis Cantor back from the Celtics, um, which I think is great because he had his best years of his career with Portland. Um and Mario Hizonia, uh goes from the Blazers to the Grizzlies. So ultimately, the Celtics got two additional picks from that draft. Um, Grizzlies get Bane and Hizonia, and then the Blazers get Enes Kanter. Um, I'm not sure what the Blazers gave the Celtics, because that's all I'm seeing right now. But that's where that, how that trade kind of ended up.
1: I don't even know where we are right now.
0: I am at uh, 3.43 p.m. Eastern time above the November 19th updates. While you f- <laughs> <laughs> while you find that, uh, next, Goran Drogic announced on Twitter that he's re-signing yes. with the Heat. Um, he did not specify how much or how long, but he will be on the Heat again, which is great for them.
1: Yes, yes.
0: I'm not back. I'm back.
1: I'm back. I'm back.
0: Okay. Uh, Go
1: ahead. Um, and then Myer, Myers Leonard um said that he is going to be re with the Miami Heat worth looks like two years uh twenty mil.
0: So the heat keeping that uh group intact, which is probably smart. Run it back. Um, yeah. The um Gordon Hayward saga, Gordon Hayward basically said I will go anywhere because if somebody wants me, I will sign there because I really don't see many teams wanting him. Uh, that's my words, not his, but um, something worth noting. And um, DeMarcus Cousins is apparently fielding interest as well.
1: I can't believe Gordon Hayward declined $34.2 million. I like feel this,
0: like the Celtics held a gun to his head and said, You better not exercise this option or we will shoot. That's yeah, that's fair. Uh, Mason, There's no way this man's getting more money than that. Right. Like this not now.
1: And that was a player option. So like it was on him. Right. Like, I guess he probably wants years over that money, maybe. I don't know. That's a lot of money um mason plumley uh signed a three-year 25 million dollar deal with the detroit pistons i don't hate that um i don't love it but uh they then also signed jaleel okafer uh to a two-year deal um definitely don't love that he can't play defense we know all too well
0: yeah detroit was really busy um Patrick Patterson is re-signing with the Clippers on a one-year deal, and Jordan Clarkson is re-signing with the Utah Jazz for four years, $52 million. Good for him. Um, he averaged 16 points a game last year with the Jazz, um, so they clearly like him as just a complementary piece on that team. Um, so I guess good, good for both sides. I, I think it's really good for Jordan Clarkson, though.
1: Yeah, definitely a, definitely a solid deal for him to – I mean, that's 13 mil a year. Uh, I probably would – I would value him less than that, I would say. Um, so, oh, yeah. good for him. All right, this is now where I'm finally catching up on things. So, De'Aaron Fox signed a five-year, $163 million extension to stay with the Sacramento Kings. Holy crap. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. And so, wait, this is now saying, so it could be worth as much as 195.6 if he meets the Rose rule, uh, which means he would have to win an MVP Defensive Player of the Year or be named to an All-NBA team.
0: Holy
1: crap. That
0: is insane. I don't see any of those things happening, though. Maybe an All-NBA team. Maybe. Um,
1: Yeah, I could definitely see him being, like, even, like, third
0: team
1: all nba right yeah all right Ultimately, for the
0: aaron um i believe is that a max deal i, I think that is a max yeah deal. it has to be um oh and i have the breakdown here so the deal would go up to 170 million if he was an all nba third team 183 for a second team or 196 for a first team selection Wow. Um, De'Aaron Fox, twenty-three years old, and now a hundred and sixty-three millionaire. So,
1: I do really like De'Aaron Fox. So, I mean, I would lock him up too.
0: I certainly would not for that amount of money. <laughs> but
1: I think uh, it's a it's a bet on him continuing to develop as well as I'd say he has.
0: Yeah, and you know what? When you're the Sacramento Kings, um, you can one afford to give him that contract, and two, um, that's the kind of level of player that you can probably convince to stick around. And mm-hmm. they did. Um, you know, so you got to you got to you have max slots, so you might as well use one on him. I, I like. I get it. I do. Um, Derek Favors uh, is signing with the Jazz. Ten mil per for three years for thirty million total. Um, basically he's going back. He spent almost his whole career with the Jazz, uh, so you know he'll fit right in. Nothing new there.
1: Yeah, I love Derek Favors. Solid big man.
0: Kind guy too. He's always he's always doing favors for people.
1: Is he? Is that a thing?
0: <laughs> it's a pun.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> um, oh, all right, uh, Josh Jackson is finalizing a deal with the Pistons. Um I keep forgetting that he's he's only 23. Um
0: yeah.
1: and here it's, you know, he was selected number 4 uh in in the 2017 draft. Uh I I actually remember when he got traded to the Grizzlies. I forget what that that trade all entailed um but i was actually really excited about that because i thought you know like maybe the grizzlies could tap into him and like actually start getting that kind of player that you know i think the Suns felt they had drafted um and you know unfortunately i don't think it really worked out but you know he gets another shot third third team in almost as many years
0: yeah rough rough start to his career for sure um but uh, ne- uh you can take the next one
1: uh, next, Gallinari, Dan- Danilo Gallinari uh, signed a three-year deal worth sixty-one point five million with the Hawks. Um, seems like a lot for him, uh, but you know he he was good with OKC last year, so I think he's definitely capitalizing on that. Uh, honestly, he was a guy that I was kind of hoping that the Sixers would maybe potentially look at. Um, certainly not for that much money so
0: Mm -mm, in the
1: end I am okay with that but like you know I think he in in my eyes he he kind of he he rides a fine line of starter and like rotation like solid rotation piece Um, so I think the Hawks may have overpaid here um, but time will tell obviously
0: yeah and um, according to Woj Um, this is the most ever on a multi-year deal for a 30-plus-year-old player that has never made an all-star game.
1: There you go. <laughs> so definitely.
0: Fun random stats. Now, Spencer, I'm going to ask you to hit refresh, and we're going to keep going here. Oh, okay. Um, Let's
1: refresh. <laughs>
0: uh, some other things uh, that Woj has tweeted as we're recording this. montrez Harrell uh, signed with a two-year deal with the Lakers. Oh! Um, we do not know. Oh, no, it is two years, 19 million for Montrose Hale uh, in L.A.
1: Oh, my God. I love that.
0: Um, and and um, uh, where, where were we? Gallinari, sorry. <laughs> so uh, Dwight Howard, he signed a one-year deal with your Philadelphia 76ers at a vet minimum contract. Uh, very low risk, potential high reward. Probably not. Probably low risk, mediocre production deal here. But I I like it.
1: Yeah, no, I don't. I certainly don't hate this physical guy to come off the bench and fuck up the other team's big man who may be giving Joel some fits. Uh, you know, don't hate it.
0: Right. You uh, got
1: all right. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Rodney Hood. Is resigning with the Trailblazers two years, twenty one million. Um, kind of just a m- mid tier player. Um, I don't think this is really anything all that special.
0: Yes i I agree completely. Um, uh, the next big one's probably Trey Burke, three year deal uh, for ten million with the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, they obviously got him at the deadline last year, and uh, bring him back probably became that became more of a priority for them once they traded Seth Curry uh, because they're they're kind of similar players. Trey Burke obviously mm-hmm. not as good of a shooter, but um, he he gets three years, uh, so good for him. Uh, a guy that's always been bouncing around team by team, he finally gets a commitment from the team. Yeah, um, this
1: notes this notes that he averaged twelve points and almost four assists per game in the bubble. Um, yeah, you know, ho- hoping that he continues to do that. Three years, 10 mil, that's not terrible.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure, definitely.
1: Um. Okay, Malik Beasley uh, has agreed to a four-year, $60 million deal with the Timberwolves, so he's staying um, – I forgot that the Timberwolves got him from the Nuggets to be totally honest. I so did as, well. <laughs> as I'm reading this, I'm like, "Oh, so the Nuggets are going to be able to match this, right?" Cuz he's restricted. Nope. Um nope. I like Beasley. I, I I liked his game, um, you know, I guess the the Nuggets I thought maybe him and like Porter would be kind of like the the right pieces to fit with Jokic, um, and then uh, Murray obviously. Became a stud for them. Uh, I still really like Porter, so Beasley does definitely seem a bit expendable. But um, damn, four years, sixty million. I guess it's not too much if he can uh, if he can keep producing with them. Uh, this points out twenty point seven points uh, per game in the fourteen games he played with them. So yeah. maybe, but.
0: Um, and then, as of forty seconds ago, uh, Davis Burton's uh oh signed a five-year, eighty million dollar. Oh
1: my God,
0: to go return to the Washington Wizards. Um, yeah, uh, fun note with this. It's one of the biggest deals ever for a European-based uh, agent in the NBA. Uh, and Bertans probably doesn't deserve that money, but the Wizards are another team that are kind of like they can afford to. And I feel like the Wizards don't even know what they should do, uh, whether to, you know, try and compete now that John Wall will be healthy or whether to, uh, kind of sell. But as of right now, they do still have Wall and Beal on their team. So as we've seen in the past, when both are healthy, they are a playoff team. So why not? You know. Certainly. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna hit refresh one more time before we wrap up here. All right, so that I, I believe we're caught up unless I missed anything. Um
1: one other thing that I think we missed when we were back, um the the Pistons traded. Uh, Kiri Thomas and Tony Snell to the Hawks for Dwayne Dedmon. I don't know if we had mentioned that.
0: We did not. Um,
1: and that I'm now realizing I means the Pistons have within the past, what, 24 hours, they've signed a lot of big men. Um, and also yeah. I don't know if we touched on the Warriors and Kelly Oubre. I think that's still just rumor though. But yeah. I don't think anything actually went through there. I think they're just like pushing to get ubre
0: Um, and to to go back to the the uh, Milwaukee Bucks for a second, since that deal fell through, apparently, um, there's just speculation that since that deal went through, Giannis is not happy. I don't know. Why, per se, because again, I mean, if you're giving me the choice of Drew Holiday or Eric Bledsoe and George Hill, I'm probably taking Eric Bledsoe and George Hill. That's just me personally, but I don't know why Giannis would be so upset about that. Maybe him and Holiday are friends and we don't know about it. I don't know the situation, but he's said to be reportedly unhappy. Again, December 21st is the deadline for him to sign an extension. Um, So just... Worth noting. Um, Another thing worth noting, we didn't mention, but the best free agent on the market, Anthony Davis, uh, is apparently waiting before committing to the Lakers. Mm -hmm. What he's waiting for, (laughs) I don't know. Um, But, you know, there's a few possibilities laid out. Apparently, some of the possible scenarios is he could do a three-year, 106 million contract that would include a player option. Uh, If he did that, his and LeBron's deals would both end the same offseason. He could do a two-year $68 million deal um, or a five-year $189 million deal, uh, which would obviously put him past the LeBron era in Los Angeles. So just some things to note. I don't know if he's waiting to see if another team will give him a better offer, but why would you want to leave even if so? I don't know.
1: Yeah, I certainly wouldn't be surprised though if he ends up like syncing up with LeBron. So that way, if LeBron leaves, um, he also doesn't have to be stuck there by himself, lone wolf (laughs) style in the aftermath that is LeBron leaving a team typically means uh, a couple of years of, you know, failure until you can kind of get yourself back up on your feet because you've traded away everything
0: to make LeBron happy, so. <laughs> um, And uh, Fred Van Vliet, I haven't heard anything about him. Uh, yeah, but... anyway. Yeah. What?
1: Yeah, I, I also haven't. I'm actually surprised that we've yet to hear anything about him.
0: Yeah, a little surprising. Uh, his teammate Serge Ibaka is apparently – ton of trade rumors surrounding him apparently a lot of teams want him um so worth keeping an eye on and then the last thing I wanted to end with unless there's another note from you uh I just wanted to talk the James Harden and Russell Westbrook situation a little bit um just what in your mind how do you see that playing out uh because I I know how I see it playing out but I'm curious as to how you see that whole situation going
1: yeah I man I I really don't know um I think, unfortunately for the Rockets, they're in such a bad situation with both these superstars seemingly being unhappy. And, you know, when something like this happens, uh, others other teams are going to be willing to wait until either the asking price inevitably comes down or the player is so unhappy that it forces the hand of the team to basically take nothing. You know, look back at, like, the Jimmy Butler Trade. I mean, he really dictated that I, at the time. That was definitely a, a steal, in my opinion, for the Sixers. Yeah. Um, you know, you can think back to, you know, just you know anything where you know players end up getting released because you can't find a trade partner or, or whatever. Um, obviously, that's not going to happen in the instance of Harden or Russ. You're going to get something for those guys. Um, but yeah, it's certainly not not going to be great. You know the Rockets keep saying that they're not going to let Harden dictate, you know, where and when he goes. But the sad reality is that he absolutely will, Um, you know, because as long as he's there and unhappy, you're not going to have really any success. So I, I don't know if either both none are going to be traded. I, I, I truly can't say, I mean, all indications would point to at least one of them being gone by the time the season comes around. But, you know, I I would have thought that something would have happened uh, by now, but something could certainly be close in in the works as we speak.
0: Which one of the two do you think is more likely to be traded?
1: I mean, I would say Russ would be the one that makes more sense to me just because like Harden's the face of the Rockets. Right. Um, But most rumors I hear are surrounding Harden. Harden's certainly the player that more teams I think would want. I think only two teams have really checked in on Russ. Last I saw, uh, trying to remember, it was two relatively, you know, bad or lower tier teams that were that were. Looking I believe at, the I Wizards
0: know. were one. Um,
1: yeah, we had talked about the Wizards, wasn't it, Russ for John Wall?
0: Yes, I believe they were. There were discussions about that.
1: Yeah. I couldn't remember who was like the Knicks were another team that were, were in oh, talks.
0: Probably. <laughs>
1: I, no, I, I honestly, I think it was, I think it was the Knicks and I don't want to say the Hornets cause that feels objectively wrong because of the fact that I literally just said they had three guards. Um, but uh, it, it was a team of that caliber essentially.
0: Yeah. yeah, I, yeah I, I, it's a mid to that. lower level team. Yeah. yeah. Um, Yeah, I I don't see either moving um, because I look at what the Rockets have already done this offseason and it doesn't indicate to me that they're packing it in or really have any dramatic change forthcoming. You know, the Covington for Ariza trade, like I said, to me, they're pretty comparable players. So I think it was a great trade for the Rockets. Um, And that doesn't... That move doesn't tell me oh you know we're about to like go in a rebuild even though they got two first round picks i don't I, i don't know i just i don't see them moving um i and also all the reports of like harden complaining and Russ complaining they seem to switch on and off like every other day i feel like we're getting like a oh james harden wants out and then like oh harden says you know he's willing to stay or and I just don't know what to believe. And it makes me think, I think it's all just fabricated uh, for, for some, you know, page views and, and whatnot. Very similar to how we constantly get the recycled. Ken Simmons and Embiid play with one another. No one has to be traded. Of course. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's something like that. Like I, I don't actually see them leaving, but
1: yeah, I mean, well, so. we'll see. Um, I certainly won't be surprised when both are there to start the, to start the season. Um, I think the, the, the trying to get uh, draft picks and and stuff like that is because the writing could be on the wall. Harden did decline an extension. So he obviously could very well be hitting the open market coming up and, and, you know, at the end of their contract. So I certainly understand trying to do as much as you can without moving them to try and get some sort of resource for when they leave for you to be able to either bring people in or, you know, draft and, and work through the draft.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, But yeah, we'll have to see how that unfolds for sure. Um. Have we have we come up with a name now that we're at the end here, so I could say it? Probably not. I don't think so. I haven't checked our group chat. Did anybody say anything? Probably not. Wow, that'll do it for this NBA edition of Top Cheddar Sports. Name pending. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll definitely have to do some more of these though. Uh, give give the NBA some love.
1: For sure. For sure. Real quick, one last thing. Just to to end a note, we can each say something. Um, Which team, to this point, are you like the most excited for giving moves, draft, everything?
0: Is this aside from the Sixers?
1: I wish you wouldn't have asked. I was going to say, okay, on the count of three. One, (laughs) two, three. Sixers, Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, I will say the team that, that missed the playoffs last year that I think has put themselves in a good position to make the playoffs um, is, like I mentioned, the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, also, maybe Detroit, if Blake Griffin can stay healthy. And uh, Washington, I think, will be back as long as Wall and Beal stay healthy. Uh, no matter what they do, I think they'll be back if that's the case.
1: Sure. Yeah. I'm still, I'm excited for Dallas as well. Um, Obviously coming back with Luca and everything. uh, Yeah. Very excited to see what they, they do.
0: Touche for sure.
1: Touche. Alrighty. This was fun.
0: This was, this was a good time. We hope you enjoyed it as well. Um, I don't know. What's the normal corny exit Victor does?
1: Uh thanks for listening to the basketball edition of Top Cheddar Sport. May your lobs be lofty and your uh <laughs> your your threes be wet.
0: And your free throws made. oh <laughs> uh, no, I got it. I got it. Ready? Yeah. And with that, um that'll do it for us here on Top Cheddar Sports on the Beer League benchmark.